This is the recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Thursday, November 30th, 2023. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Macomb Police will use grant funding to encourage officers to remain with the department. Tri-States Public Radio's Rich Egger reports. Sworn officers at the rank of sergeant and below will receive a bonus if they sign on for two more years with the department. Chief Jeff Hamer says turnover has been a problem since before he took office. It's been his goal as chief to bring stability, increase training, and get everyone locked into their roles in the department. It makes for a happier workplace. It makes for a a more rewarding workplace. The $207,000 grant comes from the Illinois Law Enforcement and Standards Board. Hamer says much of that money will be spent on the retention initiative. The rest will pay for wellness programs and for recruitment and marketing. Hamer says he wants to prevent officers from leaving for greener pastures while making the Macomb Department a greener pasture. Rich Egger reporting. Federal disaster assistance is now available to producers who suffered damages during the late-June derecho that blew through western Illinois. The USDA has issued a disaster declaration for Hancock and McDonough counties. It includes the contiguous counties of Adams, Fulton, Henderson, Schuyler, and Warren. Farmers in those counties have eight months from the date of the disaster declaration to apply for emergency loans. Even if immigrants come to Iowa with agricultural skills and experience, farmland prices are at a premium. Iowa Public Radio's Zachary Oren-Smith reports a program in the state is trying to connect immigrants with plots of land. Immigrants to Iowa face a particular culinary challenge. Some foods like cassava, yucca, and habanero peppers are rare or priced as luxury items, but these are important parts of newcomer foodways. Lynn County's Feed Iowa First has been sourcing land for immigrants to develop greater access to culturally relevant foods. Executive Director Emily Renshaw says the farmers are barely meeting demand. Um, But we're able to move a thousand pounds of habaneros in about three and a half days. And so for for us, that just helps us begin to understand like how large these food gaps are. Feed Iowa First runs a community farming program as well as a competitive three-year program for immigrant farmers looking for different scales of production. I'm Zachary Orrin-Smith, IPR News. The number of COVID-19 infections is going up in some parts of Illinois. Infectious disease doctor Mia Taramina of Dooley Health and Care says COVID numbers rose into the medium risk level in 20 Illinois counties. She says the best way to protect yourself from COVID is by getting the latest version of the vaccine. Meta's newest data center has officially come online in Illinois. The company, formerly known as Facebook, broke ground in 2020 on a center in DeKalb that will help facilitate Instagram and Facebook operations worldwide. The current complex is around 1 million square feet, but will eventually expand to 2.4 million. Governor J.B. Pritzker says Meta is also putting hundreds of thousands of dollars toward STEM education in the DeKalb area. Meta is funding programs that support students who've been historically underrepresented in STEM fields, students who represent the next generation of data engineers and robotic specialists and tech designers of the future. Meta says it also has contracts to build wind farms in Morgan and DeWitt counties in central Illinois to produce 300 megawatts of electricity. 
Iowa author Nancy Jane Price has died. Iowa Public Radio's Grant Leo Winterer reports. The Cedar Falls poet and novelist taught at UNI, where she was given leave to write her first novel, A Natural Death. Price was also a graduate of the Iowa Writers' Workshop at the University of Iowa. In addition to more than a dozen novels, Price published over 100 poems and stories. Possibly her biggest work was her third novel, Sleeping with the Enemy, published in 1987, which was turned into a film adaptation starring Julia Roberts. Its success allowed her to travel extensively before ultimately settling down in the Cedar Valley. Her novels have been translated into 18 languages. Price had just completed her final novel, which is set in Cedar Falls and will be released next year. Her gravestone is engraved with lines from one of her poems about the area. She was 98 when she died on November 20th. I'm Grant Leo Winterer, IPR News. The number of children affected by violence is rising as the war in Ukraine and the conflict between Hamas and Israel both continue. To better support the emotional needs of kids in crisis, a pediatric psychology expert suggests starting a ritual or family tradition. Research suggests that a ritual often equates to an increase in stability at home, which helps children cope during difficult times. In our feature for today, people in the Galesburg area have been getting medical bills in the mail from Cottage Hospital. The only thing is, Cottage Hospital closed almost two years ago. Tri-State's Public Radio's Jane Carlson has our story. This mailbox is full and cannot accept new messages at this time. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. This is what you hear when you call the number listed on these medical bills that people have been getting. It's an Austin, Texas area code. But the bills have an address in Pontiac, Michigan. And that's also where they were postmarked. Vince Marola was surprised to see an envelope with the cottage logo in his mailbox a few weeks ago. And when I opened it up and saw three bills, I was even more surprised. Because these bills are from August of 2021. And I don't even know if I had all of the services because there's nothing on the bills telling me what they were. There's nothing telling me what they were for. The bills Marola got say he owes over $2,000 and that insurance had already paid $8,000. But when he called his insurance company, they had no record of the claims. Marola says he's aware of things like timely filing limits for insurance claims, and he saw red flags from the start. But he's worried other people who get these medical bills might not be as suspicious as him. There's a generation that gets a bill like this, looks at it, writes a check, and mails it in. You get a bill that looks official, you don't question it. You just pay it. The bills people have been getting say thank you from the staff of Cottage Hospital. But there is no staff at Cottage Hospital. It was sold in 2020 to SBJ Group of Austin, Texas. Sanjay Sharma was the president of SBJ Group. After the sale, Sharma served as CEO. And then Cottage closed in January of 2022, as it was set to lose Medicaid and Medicare participation over patient care violations. A couple months later, the Illinois Department of Public Health revoked its license. And a month after that, OSF Healthcare bought the building. Remember that Austin, Texas phone number on the bill? It's the same phone number people are supposed to call for medical records and patient statements from the former Cottage Hospital. This mailbox is full of... No one ever answers. The address on the bills is 142 South Johnson Street in Pontiac, Michigan. That's an apartment complex right next to Pontiac General Hospital, which is owned by the Sharma family. 
State Representative Dan Swanson of Alpha says he's been hearing from constituents who are getting these bills. Something doesn't seem right. You know, we know Cottage Hospital closed in, what, January 2022, and they're just now receiving bills from Cottage Hospital. Swanson reached out to the Illinois Attorney General's office and sent them a copy of one of the bills. That office is recommending anyone who has received a bill from Cottage Hospital recently to file a consumer complaint with the Health Care Bureau of the Illinois Attorney General. Swanson says to include a copy of the bill. I'm Jane Carlson. In the weather for our listing area for today, we expect increasingly cloudy skies with a high in the mid-50s. Southwest winds at 5 to 15 miles an hour could gust as high as 25 miles an hour at times. For tonight, rain mainly after midnight. The low should be in the low 40s with southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.